Hey, this is Ramon Ray, and this is the Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends. Thanks for joining me for an exciting discussion. This time, it's not necessarily with an entrepreneur, but we're going to talk with Ryan Himmel, who's an executive at Zero, uh, the financial cloud financial accounting service for small businesses. We're going to talk about the quote-unquote so-called Republican tax plan. Uh, so, Ryan, thanks for joining us today, and I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ramon. Actually, You're I welcome. It was good seeing you at Zero as well, so I mean, at I the ZeroCon. You guys had a great, great conference uh, celebrating uh, all things finance and small business in Austin a few weeks ago. So that was good seeing you then as well. Um, Ryan, so what's big in the news uh, besides a lot of other things happening in the recent uh, days, uh, trains and, and missiles and all kinds of things, is the tax plan. Republicans are, have the majority in the Senate and Congress, and they're uh, pushing through a tax plan uh, which they say will help middle class and small businesses. Some say won't. Uh, give us an overview about that plan, Ryan, from your perspective. Uh, what's the plan about? And then I'd love to get your insight on kind of what it means from your perspective for small business. Yeah, so it's a fairly broad-based plan to change uh, taxes across individuals as well as small business and large corporations. Uh, I think, by and large, the intent of the bill is to put more money in individuals' and businesses' pockets, uh, keeping less in the government. Um, That said, uh, the impact of the bill is going to vary by... Uh, individual as well as business. There are some highlights that I can talk to as it relates to small businesses. So for small business, um, one of the the major uh, benefits with this bill is there's a um, proposed 20% deduction on income for entities that are passed through. This means they are an LLC from a legal perspective and their tax as an S corporation or mm-hmm. partnership or a sole proprietor. Essentially, all their income flows into their individual tax return, um, and these individuals would be eligible for a 20% deduction. There's and I would think that's point. most small businesses, or at least not most, but out of the 30 million, that's many. I know my business is structured that way, LLC, yeah, so I get it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of probably more of the micro small businesses. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, these are the businesses, if you're an individual flat filer with less than 160000 in income, uh, if you're a joint filer, uh, 315000 uh, So there's a cap to this, but right. it is, uh, the, the intent of, the, of this break is really to uh, provide an additional deduction um, to what you have experienced before as a, as a, as a small business operating under a, a um, pass-through entity. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the uh, takeaways. The other is when you think about small business, um, right. you, know, you talk about yourself, small businesses are also consumers. Um, right. Most of these businesses, it's a sole proprietor, maybe they have one employee. So the impact to them as it relates to the individual uh, tax bill changes, is very important. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that is drawing a lot of attention is the elimination of the SALT, which is the state and local tax deduction, right. um, for certain individuals that have more of the middle to higher income, in, in the higher income bracket, but it is, it is quite substantial. 
Um, those individuals, some of the more successful small businesses, right. if you're in a blue state, you're going you're gonna to be impacted pretty significantly. Um, however, and that's because you can deduct it or because you can't? Just break that down one, little, one more level. Why is that? You can deduct a portion of it. It caps it at, okay. I think, 10000 um, mm-hmm. So it's, it, if you have you know, a substantial amount of income that you're reporting in state, uh, right. you, you're not going to be able to deduct that on your federal tax bill. Uh, Got so it. That, that's going to be quite impactful for you. Um, there are some um, other uh, impacts to individuals that I would put in the bucket of small business as well. Um, so there, there was, uh, there's an increase in standard deductions. It, it nearly doubles with this proposed bill, which can be quite uh, helpful. So if you think about deduction going from 12000 now to 24000 as standard deduction, um, it's going to be pretty impactful, and it will also, for those individuals that itemized before and they're kind of at the borderline, do I take the standard or do I itemize, it's just going to simplify the process for you. And that was part of the intent of the bill. They want to get away from the uh, idea of individuals itemizing and tons of deductions uh, where they could be, you know, uh, not have the proper support and things of that nature. And so by raising the bar for the standard deduction, uh, it's going to hopefully um, make it an easier process for individual consumers, which also overlap with small business. Um, got it, got it. So that, is it fair to say, Ryan, then would you say that this bill kind of seems like the, a, a business bill that the administration is, is passing uh, this year, meaning cause I know the other side, and not the other side politically per se, but those who are against it are saying there could be more for uh, the poor or more for those who don't own businesses, more for middle class or lower middle class throwing these terms around. You know, that's kind of what their side of the equation is saying. Any thoughts on that, the pro and then the con? Because as a business owner, I can see benefits if you have a business, you have a pass-through entity, there is an upside there for for many uh, business owners. But then the others are saying, well, it's not so great because more can be done uh, for education or for college students, et cetera. How do we address that side of the equation as well? Um, So I think uh, one of the uh, important takeaways here is the tax rates for all the lower-income folks in, 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 in the currently in, in the, uh, you know, the 20, 15% tax brackets, all those, all those tax brackets um, are getting lowered. So, um, you know, if you were in the 25% tax bracket, you're, uh, you're now paying 22%. So it's right. all actually getting reduced. You are going to be benefiting to some degree. I think the area that uh, is going to be problematic for uh, individuals in the lower income arena is around health care mm. um, and uh, potential elimination of uh, the exchanges and things of that nature. Right. Um, that, that, that is probably going to be most impactful. I don't really think uh, some of the core elements of the tax bill as it relates to individual taxation is Got going it. to be too impactful for them. It's more, I think the biggest scare for them should be around health care and what happens with that. Got it. And I guess like all politics, there's no right or wrong answer. You can't, you know, it's, it's, we all want to do better. We all want to live better lives and uh, voting 
the left way will anger some people. Voting the right way, meaning directional, will anger other people on the other side. So what to do? But it seems, Ryan, from what I'm hearing in this discussion, regarding small businesses at least, this particular bill, only talking about business in particular, is a good thing for many of America's business owners, as I hear uh, what you're sharing today. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, by and large uh, it, it is positive. Um, I think that we still need to get a better understanding for how um, we're going to be treating healthcare going forward for small sure. businesses and their employees and what are the requirements for small businesses. Um, I know being a previous small business owner, some of the uh, – uh, requirements that I needed to follow as it relates to uh, Obamacare were quite stringent, and I know a lot of small businesses were feeling that pain. Uh, right. I don't know how this is going to change going forward. Um, under the Trump administration, it might be a better scenario. It might be less. I think that's the key component that hasn't really been uh, dissected, um, and it's, it's just a, a large cost that small businesses have to think about. And this bill um, is helpful in, in providing definitely an extra additional deduction for uh, pass-through entities, but there's still um, some murkiness as it relates to health care costs. Sure. Got it. And uh, Ryan, last question to ask you, which is not about taxation, but I love advice or tips for you. I always love when I talk to executives. I know Zero is one of the leading companies dealing with accounting in the cloud for small and growing businesses. Is any advice, you know, you guys deal with gazillions, as it were, small businesses every year, every, every day. Uh, it, you know, just always love to know what's your advice going into 2018 uh, for small business owners that you're seeing, kind of what are the best practices. And, you know, just a short nugget, one, one advice you'd say that we all should be aware of. Uh, as we're going into 2018. Yeah, so the best piece of advice I can give you is if you don't have an accountant um, as an advisor to you to help you run your business and to advise you, uh, then that's something that you should try and fix into the new year. Um, we've looked at a lot of statistics on small businesses that kind of go in blind and don't have support from an accountant, and we've seen, we've seen small businesses that leverage an accountant. And those that use an accountant stay in business much longer. There's mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot of empirical data to support that notion. Um, a lot of our customers today are leveraging some of the accountants in our network. And even if you're not using Xero, I would recommend that you use an accountant um, not only can they help with making sure that you're compliant from a taxation perspective and your bookkeeping is order, in order, but they can be cherished advisors. They can help guide you through some of the hard times as a small business and help you prepare if something, say, dramatic is going to happen as it relates to taxes or a down economy. Awesome. Ryan, this has been great. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Ryan Himmel, who's a vice president at Zero, a financial cloud services platform for small businesses, for growing businesses. And my name is Ramon Ray, and this is the Smart Hustle Report on Small Business Trends.